Thought family, welcome to the community corner where we talk about various topics within the urban community. We specialize in urban public health, urban education, health education, education policy, and creative arts. I'm the executive director at the Urban Health Collaborative, and I want to personally thank you for tuning into our podcast. This podcast was produced by our very own interns and our team. If you don't know who we are, we are a public health nonprofit. That focuses on building capacity and educating community members on preventable health issues and teach them ways to prevent them as well as improve their health and overall well-being. The world is becoming urbanized. So we are hopefully trying to set the trend and be a model for communities to build within and create self-healing one conversation, one community member at a time. Thank you. I'm here today with Barra Elhag. He has a master's in biomedical science. He is an aspiring physician. He works in the medical field. He also has extensive research experience through Rutgers University, and he is a man of his dean. Hi, I'm Vanessa Hatton. I'm a second year student in social psychology at Rutgers. Yeah, so our topic of the day is, you know, none other than school year. I don't know if I've had a more difficult semester. Why do you say that? I think a lot of people underestimate, you know, when you set a goal for yourself, you're like, yeah, I'm going to be working every week. I'm going to be also doing my studies. I can manage 15 credits. I can manage, you know, a job. I can do all these different things. But it's a totally different thing when you're doing it in real life. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's a lot harder than you thought it would be? For sure. I mean, I, I think I gave myself... A really high bar to stand up to, man. I'm like half excited, half nervous, a little stressed. Uh, second year has already proven to be a little more daunting than last year. So, you know, a little stressed, but nothing I can't tackle. All of a sudden, like, you know, every week I was like, should I sleep or should I like eat or should I study? You know what <laughs> I mean? When you're making decisions, whether you should be doing sleeping or eating, you know, that's a tough situation. Yo, I can relate, man. Like, cause I was grad school, work, you know, and trying to have a social life, it's hard because, like, people don't tell you how hard it is. They, they tell you, you know, oh, it's hard, but you can do it, but they don't tell you how hard it really is, or there's just no way to, like, you know, comprehend how stressful it is. Yeah. Like, some nights, I just, I was sitting there and, like, bro, like, is this real life? Like, <laughs> is it really three in the morning? And I just, nice. I just finished my homework and I have a little work tomorrow, didn't yeah. have class, but, like, at the end of the day, you know, it's got to embrace the struggle. Like, you know, it's not made for everybody, but like people who can do it and like excel. Like, even during my master's, I was working full time research assistant during the week. I was doing research during the week for like 35, 40 hours a week. Then I did AV on the weekend. Mm-hmm. So, because I needed money, like, I'm doing this by myself. So, I applied behavior analysis, like uh, working with I students see. and kids on the spectrum. So it was like, I was working, I was busting my butt. This year I have to tackle my master's thesis. Um, so yeah. <laughs> well, explain, like, what does that mean? Like, what is a master's thesis? Okay. How is that different from, like, any other thesis? Okay, uh, yeah, so I came into this program straight from undergrad, which means I don't have a master's. And she's smart. Thank you. Um, I don't have a master's, so I have to earn it along the way in the PhD program. Uh, so usually... That means my proposal is due by the third semester of my school year, which means, or of my experience here, my my years here. By the end of the third semester, I have to 
have my master's proposal in, which is the end of this year. And so the proposal, the proposals I've seen from this department are usually about 30 pages long. Oh, <laughs> same with double spaced. Oh, uh, I think double spaced. Either way, it's pretty long. Um, so yeah, 30 pages of me proposing an experiment that I'd like to do. Uh, so the experiment I really care about, but you're stressed. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot. It's like I feel like course. you know stuff like that is like pressure, not from like anybody else. Pressure from you, cause like number yeah. one, like you're here, you know, like there's so that being here number one is like damn, like I'm here. So like, what do I do? You know, it's like yeah, and there's a lot of like a lot of people in the department kind of like push you off the cliff, so to speak, as far as learning how to figure or learning how to do research. So research is very independent and it's kind of like I'm getting paid to fail at it and figure it out, which is scary. Have you had one of those nights yet where, you know, you're studying, you finish, you think you finished studying, like, bro, I have a whole nother chapter to do. Yeah. And it's just like, it's really, what's the word? What's the word? No, or it's just... It's unnerving, bro. Yeah. It's unnerving. Because you know at the end of the day, if you don't get this good grade, yeah. no matter like what you know, no matter like blah, 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 whatever it is, you're not going to be good enough for that exactly. next level. Even if you are, but your grades matter so much. I mean, the schooling system is set up in a way, bro, where like, it really isn't about knowledge, you know? It's not. It really it's isn't really about not. knowledge. It's it's really just about how, how good of... You just gotta scheme the system. Yeah, how exactly. good of a schemer you are. Yeah. Can you get to that point where, like, you know, like you're you're studying the right type of stuff. You're studying the right, meant, like, way of studying. I know people who study half the time that I studied and got like pretty much the same grades, if not better. Yeah. You know, so you gotta know how to study. And then, on not only that, you also have to know like how to take exams, how to be in that mentality. Like, you can't really freeze up. It's so much. It's hard. Bro. It's like it's a, so much. It's like a it's like a mind game because. Yeah. I remember like some nights, even undergrad, but like grad school even more, I was just sitting there just contemplating like, yo, am I really doing this? Like, is this really for me right now? Like, am I really, like, why do I feel like, like death? But it's like, but it's, I don't know, you just gotta, it's not, you, you have to just love it because at yeah. the end of the day, when you're like, you know, when you're a doctor and you're like at that level you want to be, it's like, you look back and like, oh, it wasn't that bad. For sure. You know? But like when you're doing it, it's like, bro, like. For sure. And you're hungry, like. Because sometimes it's like, yo, do I, like you said, do I eat or do I study? Do I sleep or do I study? You really gotta be there almost all the time. You gotta be living in that library. You gotta be living in that, that cubicle or whatever it is that you wanna study. And you wanna take a break, you could go eat. You know what I mean? That's a break. Yeah, you, wanna, exactly. you wanna take the break, go take a shower and, you know, yeah, spend a little extra go time. Go to the bathroom. Like, you know what I mean? That, that's a break, bro. I didn't realize what it was like I didn't realize what it was until like I knew what it was like yeah. it was like that like it like literally smacked me like it was one time after another after another and just like next 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 I'm like wow this is really happening like this is really like happening right now but as soon as you're you're in it you're just like your mind is just in a different place it's like mush it goes mush yeah, after a while it's like, it's like you start dying yeah like you don't feel like watching TV or like watching like a movie or you, no, you just want to like just chill. Like, I remember some days I would just come home. I was like, other times, you know, if I'm not studying or anything, if I have like a little room to breathe, I would just sit there and just, just blank. For real? Just bro, I'm not even trying to, to me. Yo, like, it really changed me as a person, bro. 
Like, yo, I'm not even gonna lie, yo, this month of December, I don't even know who I was. Yeah. Man. Like, the way I would talk to people was different. I was, like, mean sometimes for no reason. It makes me angry. I would, I would snap at people. <laughs> like, yo, yo, people would be asking me random questions. I'd be snapping, bro, like, right away for yo, no reason. It like, makes you, like, it just makes you, like, tense, like, bro. Mad. Yeah. Even when I was taking breaks, yo, I, I took a break, yo. I remember I took a break, and I won't forget this, bro. I was with, like, four or five of my friends. Uh, from like uh, MSA, shout out to MSA kids, yo. What's up, what's up? Uh, you see, you know who it is. But for real, yo, but I was taking a break, I won't forget, bro. I was in Henry's diet and I was eating. Popping. Right? I was eating my food. Popping, yo. Food is banging, Amazing food. Bags, yo. I may accept swipes, no pieces. Ah. But not for real, yo. That food is good. I'm chilling. I'm eating my food. I'm enjoying my time. I'm making jokes. All of a sudden, bro, out of nowhere, a ray of guilt snaps into my life. It hits you, right? Bro, I'm just sitting there. You. I'm eating my chicken, and it's good. And all of a sudden, bro, I just bite down like, what in the hell just happened? And I'm just like, yo, I really got two more chapters to study. There's only a week left of this exam. I still haven't started this. Yo. And bro, for the rest of the meal, bro, I literally was not talking. I wasn't doing I was just sitting there. Like, my brain was just, I couldn't even see anyone anymore. It was just like, yo, I gotta go do this. It's just not fun to fail. <laughs> I don't think anyone in this department enjoys it. So I don't want, for example, my research experiments to be null or my uh, hypotheses to be incorrect or to be bad at it. I just don't want to be bad at it. But no one knows what that means. So everyone's just kind of like, oh, I don't want to be bad at this thing. And we're like, bad at what? And if someone were to ask anyone else in the department that question, like, well, what do you mean bad at it? They wouldn't be able to answer the question. But, like, isn't that perceived fear? Like, isn't that, like, you know, like, coming from, like, my perspective, like, you know, like, a more clinical perspective, that perceived fear is just, you know, motivation. Because, like, you're you're scared to, you know, to be bad. You want to ruminate about being bad, worry about being bad. And you're going to work that much harder. So, in hindsight, like, when you're done, you're like, damn, like, I'm actually really good at this. Like, because you're working hard. Like, you're not taking any breaks, you know? And you're like, oh, that wasn't that bad. It was all perception it was all like the fear which isn't you know a real thing you know it's like just my own you know stress my own anxiety yeah i hope i'll be able to adopt that perspective one day like you don't think you will like you sound like very like you know like... i mean i'm gonna make it through the program but i'm still scared <laughs> yeah i allow myself to feel the emotions that i feel and fear is one of those i'm okay with it i've made my peace with it i'm not gonna say fear is a motivator for me um my optimism about coming through on the other side more so I think is my motivation for me. So my first year, it was just constant. Go, 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 get it done, get it done, get it done. But I didn't stop and breathe and think, okay, well, what happens if you don't get it done during this time frame? Nine times out of 10, absolutely nothing happens when you don't get it done in a certain time frame, especially in academia. So it's kind of like, well, it just didn't get done, and I'm kind of expecting myself to learn that more this year. Um, balancing my sanity with my work and also being able to separate the two. I do think that there's a certain type of person in academia, and that type of person will also struggle with vulnerability um, to an unhealthy degree. A lot of people in academia are overachievers. 
inspire people in academia. Not to say that you have to be successful to be in academia. That's more to say most people who are here have an overachiever personality. Um, and they compete for accolades uh, and academic success uh, even after they stop getting grades for their work. So, yeah, um, I think that type of person struggles with vulnerability. We were talking about that yesterday, um, you know, one of my classes. Like, um, how, like, we learn all these theories as, like, you know, a clinician, a future clinician. Like, we learn these theories, we learn, you know, all these theories, all, you know, all these different theories. We learn, like, you know, different case studies. We learn how to write all these different notes, but it's like, okay, like, where's the researcher? Where's the, the, the help for the helper? You know, like, when the mm-hmm. human being who is taking everybody's sanity, everybody's problems, everybody's issues, who's there to help them? We get supervision. But the who's there? The yeah, who's there to help you? Like, who's there solely to be your helper? But even then, like, after you unwind and unload your load on the helper who's helping you, who's gonna help them? So mm-hmm. it's like, it's like this funny, this funny thing. Like, we could, we we could tell somebody how to, you know, stop smoking ten cigarettes every hour, but we can't tell ourselves to stop reading, you know, for the next journal we're trying to write, or just to relax and sit back. You know, mm-hmm. it's like this. It's just weird. It's a weird cycle. Yeah, this weird cycle, this weird unhealthy balance that we don't have. So like number two is huge. Like let's let's balance, you know. Mhm. So yesterday in class, we were talking about. <laughs> we were like first day of class, you know. What class is this? Uh, stats. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, stats, right? <laughs> so we're in class. Everybody's talking about. We're going to do like introductions. Like, hey, like my name is whatever. This is what I'm studying. Blah blah blah. You know. Then we go around get to me it's like yeah like my name is you know it's here i'm here so i'm doing this is what i want to study i was like i want to study you know like i'm thinking about different dissertation on you know the effects you know of uh, and correlation between ptsd and inner city youth and ptsd and youth within like war-torn refugee countries you know like and see how they see the correlation see how they play together because at the end of the day you know a dead body and that is dead body you know seeing gun violence being exposed to gun violence is the same thing. A war is a figure, you know, it's like a figure. You know, a war is battles, fighting, you know, a war is just very. There are more definitions of war than we give credit for. Yeah. So, like, you know, and who's to say somebody, you know, in Syria or from Iraq or from like, you know, in African places that are warring, who says that what they're feeling and their trauma is no any different? Then somebody in inner cities such as like Chicago, places in New Jersey, like Camden, Trenton, places like that where there's trouble, there's wars going on, you know, all that. So who's there to say that there's no difference? You know, I really think you would like my trauma class that I'm taking this semester. I'm almost sad you're not taking it because we literally talked about that too. Uh, The professor was saying how like, you know, when people talk about trauma, they only think about war refugees or like veteran she's like but there are so many different types of trauma that we don't account for that happen in everyday life and she's like you never know when you're going to experience trauma until you experience it and so we need to start changing our perspective of what trauma is i, I like i'm thankful you know i have people like from where i just like from school from like the grad like my grad school it's like, and just people like old heads yada yada just just give you wisdom you know yeah. and it's cool i want to do that you know i want to be like you know that, that wise old head yeah. like 
sit down. Mm. Like, you know, come over here. Mm. You know, because, like, I don't know. Think about it. How many people, you know, that you've met in life that really offer you something that you would take with you? You know? Yeah. It's far and few, but, like, the people who ha- who do you meet, it's, like, it's lasting. It's, like, they leave, like, a real mark on your life. Yeah. Yo, I look back on some professors, bro, and I, even though they didn't give me the grades I wanted, I learned from those professors so much more than what the grades could ever mean. Facts. <laughs> Carolyn Darvill, she was a professor. She's this British professor who teaches, you know, a couple of higher level biology classes, cell bio, endocrinology, whatever. And mind you, I got like a B and a C in those classes. You feel me? So I didn't do that good in those classes. But honestly, bro, like the way that like she taught me to think about the world, the conversations that I had with her, like about like what to do with my life when I, you know, move on. Like the way that she like made me approach even the life sciences, like that meant so much more. Like that meant more like for my life than just a B or a C. Because at the end of the day, bro, like it's a B or a C. Mm-hmm. But like to, for her to impact my life in that way, like yeah, that's what matters, you know. Yeah. It's like you know you go have a lot of money, world, all degree, you know, bro. Like if you can't help help somebody, like actually like touch somebody and just like make the world a better place, one person at a time, don't matter. Like for you to be able to impact somebody's life is better than anything you can want. Cause you could change, you know? Them, like, you know, you could change them, and like that little message is gonna change the next person. I think like yo, people always overestimate too what you have to do. Like you know, like again, going back to that, that, that hadith about like you know, heard it saying about like you know, guiding one person. Ultimately, bro, like you really just have to work in your little circle, in your little environment. If you don't have to like be Martin Luther King, if you can, that's amazing. Right. You don't have to be Malcolm X, but if you can, that's amazing. But you know. If you can be Martin Luther King or Malcolm X for your circle of people, that's that's the amazing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you can like change the lives of just a couple people around you, if you can make their lives better or inspire them to better things, you don't know what impact that can have. You don't like if you set your mind to something, it might be hard. You might you know get taken around the world literally, but you yeah. always come back to what you're, like what you're meant to do, like what you're supposed to be doing. So like, bro, like. Every t- everything I've done, you know, boxing, like school, whatever, I, just, I always wanted to help. I always wanted to, you know, be in a position, you know, to be heard, for people to listen yeah. to me. Not, to, you know, not because I want to be like, oh, tough guy, right? Because I want to, you know, I want to be in a position to people for people to listen to me and like actually hear my words, you know, because people, yeah. anybody can listen, but like hearing your words and like hearing like you speak and hearing messages is totally different. What 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 advice would you give, you know? Like, and like, say somebody, you know, hear the question, what advice would you give yourself? I think I would say your only competition is yourself and stop competing with yourself so much. Um, there's, okay, so no one in your department is going to sign your degree other than your advisor and the chair of the department. That's not to say you need to kiss up to them. That's to say everyone else is white noise. Um, and background information Uh, that means you determine your pace you determine what kind of research you're gonna do grand scheme and you determine what kind of researcher you are and you determine what you want to get out of your PhD what you want to get out of your classes I would also say remember that well I'm maybe I'm only speaking to first year Vanessa in this case but um, I guess to myself I would say you know remember that you sought out a PhD because you enjoy gaining knowledge um, and don't lose sight of that. Bro, honestly, just don't give up. Don't give up. Yo, it's it's crazy how many people will tell you, like, 
It's really crazy how many people will tell you you can't do. Yo, so bro. many will tell you you can't do. Bro. So many, bro. Like, I'm not even kidding you when I say this, that 99% of the people or, or things or like pieces of information that you meet will tell you what you're doing doesn't make sense. Go back. Don't give up. Ever. Because if you give up, you're never going to know. Like, if you give up, you're never going to know. You never will know, like, if you were able to do it, if you were good enough. Like, mm-hmm. I wish I could tell myself that, you know, like, five years ago, like, yo, just grind. Like, don't quit. Literally, don't quit because if <laughs> you could do it, you know, mm-hmm. like, you are good enough. Like, what anybody ever says about you, you are good enough. You could do it. Believe in yourself because nobody will. Just mm-hmm. be, just be a beautiful person. Yeah. You know, like, just help people. Just, mm-hmm. just try to make the next person smile. Normal life, like, like normal life is so hard for some people. Some just normal things. I feel like you know, getting out of bed for somebody else could be like a struggle. Whereas mm-hmm. for me, I can hop out of bed. So, you know, I just want to help people get past that. You know, that block in their head, like that blockade in their own mind. You know, Most just so they can know that you know anything they can do, anything's possible. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like for sure. it's just how oh, cause like mental, like how do I put it? The mental muscle, of the brain, man, is is beautiful. Like. Mm-hmm. Thank you for tuning into the Community Corner Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our story and we can't wait to share it with you next time. And that's the wrap.